internationally the physicality wise and you know they're good into every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening, everyone, and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. This is season four. We are on episode 23. We are coming very close to the end of the inter-county season before we start the club championship. And joining me, as always, is the ever-present, delightful co-host, Mrs. Anya Farrell. Anya, how are you this evening? I'm absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I'll tell you one thing, St. John's Ambulance, I'm going to have to get here for the Paris today because between yourself now and the one here to me left, i tell you one thing, I could do a Kay Kelly coming up here as a referee because the famous Wexford Camogie star, A-time All-Star winner is indeed joining me on the phone line. Kate, how are you this evening? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Martin. Thanks very much. I'm delighted to join you. Do you ever think of taking up refereeing because I could certainly do with a referee up here this evening, I can tell you. It would definitely be the last position I'd like to take <laughs> as a referee. I'm not sure why people would put that on themselves to be a referee in the first place. <laughs> uh, I'd say you'd make a decent referee now, to be fair. Right, the reason that we have you on this evening is because, obviously, we wanted to get a neutral point of view, first of all, over the game at the weekend. And let's start with the one yesterday, because Cork was taking on Kenny in Crow Park. I said it to Anya earlier, I was interviewing her on full-time. I don't know what it is between Crow Park, Kilkenny and Cork and one-point victories or losses, but it was a game for the ages. It was stupendous, great amount of skill in it, lots of drama as well. So how did you see the game unfolding yourself as a neutral at the match? Yeah, Martin, you'd have to say it definitely had all the elements of the game. It it it, it was from start to finish a real enthralling game, you know. It started off Kilkenny again out of the block quick. Cork were slow to start and they have been all year to be honest. Um Eastford Pendergast got a great goal around the fourteenth minute, but I think at that point maybe Kilkenny faded out a game for the next ten, fifteen minutes and Cork kinda of got on top a good bit so the first half, you'd say it was nearly a game of two halves and, and they came in nearly even and square. But the second half was a cracking game and you'd have to say that um, all credit to, to Kilkenny. You thought going into the last five minutes that it was really slipping away from him. It was 20, 20 scores to, to, to 15. There were five points down and uh, I suppose there was huge moments of magic in that. And had they had maybe another minute or two, I think they would have got a draw if not even won it, to be honest. I suppose looking at the first half and I've had this conversation with Brian Dowling before when Kilkenny I suppose get on top of teams a little bit and maybe they get a goal or they go ahead of them they're not really pushing on and you know I suppose for the better word of it burying teams when they are ahead or you know being more clinical or more aggressive in their scoring now he did make the point that they were making the chances at the weekend they just weren't converting them either do you felt that Kilkenny left a lot of scores behind him in the first half? Well, you would you would say that they created more scoring chances than, than Cork in the first half and maybe that Cork were more efficient with their scoring chances. Like they had nine, um, they converted nine out of 13 and Kilkenny only converted seven out of 15. So yeah, I would say that was accurate. And I think maybe when they were on top in the first half, they didn't take enough of the chances that they created. I suppose then in the second half as well, you rightly pointed out, it was heading into three minutes plus additional time. Kilkenny were five points down. 
I mean, Denise Gall, she had an unbelievable performance in Crow Park, one of our best that I have ever seen. One of the best performances from a Camogie player that I have ever seen in Crow Park yesterday as well, scoring 110. She kept Kenny in as with long range points, her freeze as well. But the goal that she got on the 27th minute, I mean, it was good work. Katie Power gave a loop and hand pass over to her. But she had five defenders around her and I don't know how many pirouettes or sidesteps that she made to get that ball in past Amy Lee. She done so well, but what an amazing goal, but a very important goal at that point as well. Yeah, it was a, it was a super goal by Denise. And there was many times when I watched that that I thought she'd actually missed her chance and she just seemed, she was so, um, you would say, relaxed and calm and my God, what a finish. And even that that goal itself, even to watch it again and again, like she, like how she finished it with such calmness was unbelievable in the 27 minutes. And I suppose that's the nature of Denise. She has that ability and she's she's that kind of player. And in, in the second half, I don't know, I made a comment a couple of times in it that Denise was in standing in the full forward line and there wasn't much play. And I, I was like, they should bring her out, you know, um, get her into the game. And she came out and then she was back in scoring the goal. So in that closing 10, 15 minutes, Denise was just outstanding. She she really went from full forward back out to score that super point on the 70, 70 yard line. Like she, um, yeah, like a super performance in the second half. And she followed it up very, very quickly then with a free as well, which only left one point in the game. And while there was a lot of discontent between the, the Kilkenny management and some of the Kilkenny players that maybe Kilkenny didn't get a free near the end of it to bring the game into extra time and looking back on it, it probably was a free that maybe should have been given. But if you look down the other end of the field, I mean, Cork definitely had a blatant penalty from what looks at it because Ethan Norris, I don't know how the, the jersey didn't come off. Um, I think it was Amy O'Connor's back like when she was going through on goal and that wasn't given either so maybe it is unfair to say that the, the last point may have brought the game to extra time because Cork could have been ahead before Denise got that goal in the 27th minute I, I would say that is probably a fair analysis of it Martin um, and you know probably wasn't John's finest half hour in the or even 15 minutes in the closing in the closing minutes and it doesn't help if you're a player on the field and I can, I can understand Casey's frustration and like he missed the, the penalty opportunity. Uh, he probably didn't see it that, you know, he might have been in the, the line of sight mightn't allow them to see the tug on the jersey but um, Denise or, or Casey was definitely incensed that she didn't get a free but I suppose two wrongs don't make a right in some sense and it's probably difficult to take when you know you should have had a, a free on the 45 yard line that would have brought it to a draw but on reflection maybe the day you know like what you said now the fact that you're able to go back and look at the tug on Amy O'Connor's jersey it probably is the only way you kind of accept it in some ways Looking at the the results on the day as well and you've been looking at the game do you think the the best team won on the day was it a fair result were Cork the better team than Kilkenny or can Cork or can Kilkenny feel aggrieved that maybe it's one that they may have left behind them because they didn't convert all of the chances that they had um, uh, it, it's a hard call and like any of those games sometimes a team that has the most possession um, you could say some like the, the stats show that Cork had 58% of, the, of possession and in the end that they had more scores from play or um, had more uh, one less scoring chance converted um, 
from a neutral position, I probably felt that Cork did create a little bit more chances and put Kilkenny under pressure for longer periods. But to be fair, you couldn't say maybe they were, they were the better team. It probably was just that it was only a point between the teams. They're that closely matched. And when it comes down to games like that, it's a toss of a coin between the teams. Like, we all know the way last year's All-Ireland ended. Like, that was a, a last-minute score. And then Ashley Thompson had that opportunity at the very end to, to convert to level it as well. So there's nothing between these teams. And I'd say if they went out and played again tomorrow... Who knows, Kilkenny had overturn it. And I think if you look back on a lot of their um, last number of games, it's been a win for Kilkenny, win for Cork, win for Kilkenny. Um, so, like, there's definitely nothing between the teams, Martin. And I wouldn't say, uh, I'd be reluctant to say one or the other um, was that much better than than the other. OK, looking back on the game on Saturday quickly because I know you have training as well this evening um, Tipperary and Antrim has went the way of Tipperary might have been a bit closer maybe at half time than people would have expected to there was only I think uh, three or four points in it at half time but Tipperary really showed their experience showed their class and have they set down a marker now going into the Royal Ireland semi-final as well? Yeah, I think so and you know I think what will stand to Tipperary a lot as well is you know having that game in Crow Park, having that first half outer system of going out on Crow Park and 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 playing in Crow Park, I don't think people people underestimate um, the I suppose the sheer you know occasion of just going and playing in Crow Park, and I think that might have hindered Tipperary's performance a little bit in the first half. And to have that, I think even that bit of experience will really stand to Tipperary uh, going forward. I, I know the semi-finals are in. Nolan Park but just even that experience and as a group and as an occasion winning in Crow Park together will really stand to him. And one last thing that I am going to ask you because obviously you are involved in the, the GPA as well and we heard your former colleague uh, Don Locusic speaking about it on the Sunday game last night but a lot of criticism has been levelled against the Kilkenny senior team because they didn't go into the dressing room or down the tunnel area um, during that uh, protest period yesterday when Cork made the decision to go down there Kilkenny stayed on the field and took their t-shirts that they had with the hashtag uh, United for Equality on them during their warm up as well where does the, the GPA stand on that exactly has the, the criticism been levelled that the Kilkenny players been fair it's definitely unfair and it's definitely I suppose maybe the keyboard warriors getting out there you know trying to find um, holes or punches in it to be fair to Kilkenny they wore the t-shirts they made their mark they made their stand if Kilkenny didn't want to um, join in the protest why would they have put on the t-shirts I, I would say they were very strong in their protest and their message and um, before the game, both teams would have decided themselves what they felt more comfortable doing, whether they wanted to go in or whether they wanted to stay out. And obviously Kilkenny decided to stay out. And I would say people should be applauding them for the, you know, taking the stance and wearing the jerseys and, and making their mark and I suppose following through on their protest, to be fair. Kate, as always, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know you're a very busy lady. Um, I'll let you get back to train and hopefully the weather down there is nice enough for you this evening to go out and uh, be able to let your frustration or your anger or whatever it is you put out there as a coach. Maybe you're a nice mellow coach. Don't know, never came across you as a coach yet, but um, we'll have to wait and see. But on the podcast this evening, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your week and we will chat to you soon, hopefully maybe in relation to the semi-finals coming up in a couple of weeks' time.
Thanks, Martin. Be delighted to. Perfect. Good woman yourself. Thank you for that. That was Kate Kelly there, former Wexford Camogie player, eight-time All-Star winner, GPA welfare officer and an RTE analyst as well. So a busy person is Kate and she has training this evening. So I really thank her for taking the time to take the time out to have a chat with us. Right. Paula Dowling is in studio. The cows must be milked. She's joining us here along with Anya. Let me see if I can get a, a microphone, Anya. I'm really on fire here this evening. How are you, Paula? I'm fabulous, Martin. How are you? I'm great. I mean, I've, I've had to put up with the laughing hyenas here for the I don't know how long. I thought I'd have to martyr, call the St. John's martyr. Ambulance like martyr. at one stage. But martyr. anyway, Paula and Anya, let's get into it. Straight away, <laughs> the game yesterday, you heard what Kate had to say. You were in Crow Park uh, with myself. We were watching the game. It really was a belter of a game. It had everything. It had drama. It had skill. It had determination. It had great scores. It had plenty of goals. But it didn't have the result for Kilkenny, unfortunately. No, it definitely didn't. Um, I think definitely Kilkenny started off um, the brighter team, you know, from the get-go when they came out onto the field, when the very minute the ball was thrown in. Um, they literally just went at Cork and I suppose like whenever they won a free, they were literally jumping into the air. They were like, they were trying to drive each other on um, and they, you know, they got off to a great start there. I think off the top of my head, I think it was Eva Doyle who got the first score on the board. Am I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're spot on on uh, that, yeah. Eva Doyle got, got, had the first score on the board and it kind of looked from there that Eva Doyle was going to be on song for the day she literally Now let me ask you about that chance right because could they have got did they take the right option first of all and I know that's easy for me to say sitting here or above in the standing Crow Park when you have options and when you have goal chances again a team like Cork do you take them was the goal chance on or is it important to get an early score on the scoreboard either and that's not a criticism of Eva yeah. by the way taking the score either no I think she was dead right to take the score when it when it comes to it's an All-Ireland quarter final at the end of the day um, you know just keep the scoreboard taken over that's the main point of view she could have tried to go for the goal on the other side of that it could have been blocked down it could have happened and like confidence then would have dropped straight away whereas they got the first score on the board and you could see the whole lot of them they were like it was so one player in particular stood out to me Claire Phelan she won a free moments after I think Eva Doyle got the score and I've never seen Claire Phelan really react. She was much. kind of pumped up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, you you wouldn't really see her react much on the field. Like she just she goes about her business as she always does. But she won the free and she literally jumped. The last time I actually seen her do that was when they actually won the All Ireland final in twenty twenty at the final whistle. Mm-hmm. That was it. But the other day when she won won the first free, she literally jumped up and down like really really. Kilkenny were extremely up for that game as well. Paula the goal coming they were four points to one up Cork came back into it a small little bit got a couple of scores four points to two Kilkenny then get a goal Philo was involved in this one a long free down the field Denise goes to put up her hand bypasses Denise altogether drops over the head of the Cork defenders into Eva Prendergast she does well puts the ball nicely past Amy Lee in the Cork goal Kilkenny are now one four to two points up and look like that they're cruising along that's the one mistake you can't make when you're playing against Cork. You can never presume you're going to be cruising along. Um, you know there's going to be a kickback. You know there's going to be a bite. And I suppose Kilkenny would have been fully aware of that. And like, I mean, any time they've met, there's always, always been a point one way or the other in between them. Yeah. So you knew there was going to be a kickback. 
And I suppose and there was because Cork got the next two points from uh, yeah there were no one of them was from a free and one of them was from a point, so that left it at one four to three points. Um, it then went to one four to four points. The goal that Cork got, Amy O'Connor's goal. Talk to us about it. Would you believe it, Martin? I didn't get to see it because <laughs> oh. I was on duty at the oh you were at the under sixteen games right. Well, I'll ask so, you about that so in a minute. I was watching half watching my phone while also watching the under 16 game and I actually missed that goal okay <laughs> shame on you I well, she you should be she doing can't split you should be now. doing everything <laughs> absolutely everything right so I actually missed that goal and next all of a sudden I turn back to it next I say oh god yeah um, Amy O'Connor's goal okay first I just want to talk about Eve Prendergast's goal because I don't yeah. think she got enough um, recognition for it you could see the Cork defence every single one of them were so focused on Denise Gall mm-hmm. all of them that you know there was at one stage you could see the ball coming in you could see Denise Gall was going up for the ball you could see the two Cork defenders were going up Aoife nearly kind of took a look and kind of took a sidestep back around another Cork player because she knew like she was, she was literally watching the ball the whole time as it was coming down, down, down. Did she, she gamble that maybe this ball could arrive into me if I hung back here? I think so because I think she knew that if Denise Gall got, got that ball into her hand she was going to take a shot on and she knew that if it rebounded or, re- or deflected she was going to have to be inside there. But she got on the ball her touch was excellent. She had a lot of work to do to she get did, that to goal. Fair, she had yeah. to shimmy around two Cork players and then put it into the back of the net and she took it absolutely excellent and then you could just see Kilkenny were on a roll and next thing the ball went down the other end of the field Amy O'Connor took on a run from about 30 yards out yeah, she would that was be fair to say it, it would when you look at it I suppose when you look at the, the D so the arc on the D is 13 metres away mm. from the 20 metre line so you're looking at 33 odd metres so yeah. you put it out towards the sideline towards the Hogan stand side mm-hmm. I reckon she was about 35 metres yeah. from goal and I just she got away though from the Kilkenny defence a little too easy and the whole thing just completely opened up for her. Yeah. Like you could see Katrina Mackey was was dragging Grace Walsh back like a good full forward will do. They'll pull, try to pull the, the, the full back out of place and that's exactly what Katrina Mackey do. Like Grace had to make a decision. Okay, do I stay here and give Amy O'Connor a clear run through or do I go to Amy O'Connor and take the gamble that if she does try to hand pass over that another defender might get back or she might get a hurl flick onto it. But she literally Amy O'Connor Amy O'Connor drilled the ball low into the back of net it wasn't probably she, you could see that the pressure the Kilkenny defence were trying to get on her so she had to be quick in the way she kind of thought about it probably not the strongest shot yeah. but it completely just evaded she placed it nicely because yeah, the, straight down uh, if corner. you tried to do it or put it in with your hand you probably couldn't do it no. as well but look it did it set Cork up nicely they then pushed on a little bit and they went ahead by a couple of points towards the, the end of the first half it was 1-8 to 1-5 Denise Gall then gets a free down on the hill 16 and brings it to 2 points so mm. Brian Dowling's team talk at half time is a little different instead of being 3 points down they're only two points down yeah. so you know there's only a puck of a ball in it they're well in this game still and he said that at half time like they just needed to be a bit more clinical and take their chances in front of pole, or in front of the goal post when they had them Yeah it certainly was I suppose like you kind of look at it I think I've had marked off as like they had six wides in the first half um, which would be quite you know unlike Kilkenny really as well because they, they are very clinical in what they do in front of the in front of the scoreboard but then when you, when you think about it we only had Denise Gall on the scoreboard Julianne Malone on the scoreboard Aoife Prendergast on the scoreboard which is 
a very, very quiet day. Yeah, it's not like your forward. For Kilkenny. Yeah. It really, really is. Like Aoife, Aoife Prendergast obviously getting the goal. Julia Minogue pitching him at a point and then, you know. But to be fair, you, you look down the far side of the field then and Kilkenny's defence did get on top pretty much as well because yeah. if you look at the forward line for Cork and I have my book with me but you have yours, not all of the inside forwards for Cork scored either. Well, they did. Because Amy O'Connor, yeah, Amy O'Connor had a goal and one, two, three, four, five, six had a goal and six to her name. Did Fiona um, Keating score? Katrina Mackey had two points. Art had a goal and two. Uh, Saoirse McCartan had two points. Hannah Looney came on. She, or Hannah Looney started. Hannah Looney started. Point. Yeah. Uh, Chloe Sigmundson had a point from free. Kleena Healy had two points. Fiona Keating was the only one, but she was drifting out so far out the field. I think they were actually trying to pull Claire Phelan out of position because if you remember back to the All-Ireland last year Fiona Keating she drifted out the field but when she got on a run she absolutely that goal she got in the All-Ireland final last year she completely ripped the whole Kilkenny defence apart yeah. and I suppose like that's what they were probably specifically maybe aiming for let Fiona Keating drift out the field because Saoirse McCarthy probably known more so as a wing back was playing in the central midfield role but she was more or less kind of maybe stepping back slightly just to kind of help out her defence as well um, but yeah like I think when you look at it it was probably I think Kilkenny their scores were harder to come by and and we were it, listen it's it's pretty obvious with a goal and 10 points we were very very heavily reliant on Denise Gall Big time yeah. let's talk to the second half because Denise comes out she gets the first point of the second half there's only a point in it and then like you say a hot knife through butter yeah Searsha McCarthy gets a ball she runs straight at the Kilkenny defence she takes a shot even or it saves it brilliantly. Yeah. It comes out to one of the clear, uh, or the, not the clear, the Cork um, corner forwards. Yeah. They go down on the ground. There's yeah. an altercation. Grace comes, they meet her. A lot of the people in the press box thought it was a penalty. Yeah. From my first glance at it and first viewing, I didn't think it was a penalty. First glance, and I haven't looked at it since because yeah. I don't know. But the Cork player done very well because when she was down on the ground, she still got the hand pass away, mm-hmm. got it into Katrina Mackey and Katrina Mackey made no mistake about it at all. Cork's second goal of the game and that set them on their way then for their purple patch because they did take off a small little bit then after that. Yeah, they certainly did. I think it was actually Saoirse McCarthy who was on the ground. Like, And I think what the kind of, I suppose, confusion was nearly, she had the ball in her hand, but she was kind of... I won't say she was not lying down f- flat on the ground like, but she was kind of heeled over on the ground and I suppose there was this little bit of confusion like where's the slitter and I suppose by the time like the backs had kind of looked around and looked back Searsha had actually got the pass off and then like there was that you know delayed couple of seconds where they were kind of looking to see where Pamela Mackey was and then before they knew it the ball was in the back of the net but I think like you know Grace kind of came out so fast as well like you know to I suppose stop that shot coming in um, from Searsha from Searsha McCarthy but you know Cork definitely it, the running game suited them like they every time they got the ball they completely ran and ran at Kilkenny and I even felt like um, Saoirse McCartan was marking Claire feeling in the in the for some parts of the first half and like she just kept on moving constantly moving in and out and up and down something like what Fiona Keating was doing I, I feel like they were really trying to bypass Claire feeling because we've seen her in all the matches this year with Kilkenny she's been absolutely influential whether she plays at the centre back role or whether she's going to play at the sweeper role and I felt like Cork were certainly like keeping the ball uh, as far away from uh, Claire feeling as possible because like you know she was like she she set up the goal for Aoife Prendergast and she's certainly is a massive and influential player for Kilkenny. Yeah, they certainly were. I mean, it was Cork's to lose. They were mm. five points heading down the home straight. Amy O'Connor gets in on goal. Her jersey is blatantly pulled off for. 
she tries to get a shot away somebody gets a shot away don't ask me who yeah. ball is saved on the line Even everybody is looking at the referee to see what's going on he's not making a decision Yeah. everybody plays on we play on keep going keep going keep going Denise Gall yeah Davin into the field on the 27th minute in the second half she gets a ball from Katie Power yeah if Owen Cody had to do that yesterday in the clear game people would have been waxing lyrical yeah. about it all evening she looked like, she looked like a ballerina lad seriously yeah. I don't know how she did it twinkle toes yeah it was like poetry emotions there was five Cork defenders mm. around her and I mean I, I, I said it on full time as well this evening to you I don't know how many pirouettes or sidesteps she took because even when she pirouetted the first time to get in towards the goal Amy, or Amy Lee is then coming out on top of her she then has to try and sidestep and then try and put the ball in the net as well at the same time but it's it's her movement mm. it's her physical strength she's for a very tall girl she's very light on her feet yeah yeah and like I mean she's wiry out as well yeah. like I mean it's just it, 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 when I saw it in real time I saw that one in real time <laughs> that it looked class but then when they saw the, showed the replay of it on yeah. there again you're sort of going how the hell did she get that in yeah, it, it, it was yeah. unbelievable like I mean you really think at one stage it looked like the whole Cork team were actually tackling her at one stage <laughs> and you're sort of going just further, you know, it, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. No, look, and I mean, the, the team played well. Okay, there's no two ways about it. But I mean, if you had to take Denise out of that um, game yesterday, I mean, we really struggled for scores. Let's be fair about it. And I think even Brian alluded to that as well in his post-match interview afterwards. She really kept Kilkenny in the game when they weren't doing so well in patches. She kept taking over the score. I mean, her, her point from the, the her own 65-metre line nearly, she was 70-odd yeah. yards out, putting the ball over the bar. Like, I mean, it was unreal. The shot was unreal. She was close enough to the Hogan stand sideline. She really kept the scoreboard ticking over. She kept the team ticking over. But unfortunately, again, it's Kilkenny and it's Cork and it's in Crow Park and it's a one-point loss. Cork lost by one point last year in the All-Ireland Final. They come out in the quarterfinal this year. Kilkenny lose by one point. There has never, in all the games, I think in the All-Ireland final in 17, 18, 19, there was one point in it only. The semi-final, again, they didn't play them in the semi-final. No, they played them in the All-Ireland final then last year, one point in mm-hmm. it. Quarterfinal 2023, one point in it again. Like, I mean, they are so, so close. Yeah. But I have to say the respect out of everybody, the management and the players after the game was actually a joy to behold. And I thought even Brian Dowling afterwards going over to all of the core players as well, as Matthew Toomey did, to be mm-hmm. fair to him, um, it really shows the class of both gentlemen. Yeah, definitely does. And I think, you know, I think Matthew Toomey has done an awful lot of work with Cork and he certainly has. He listens to us. Yeah, <laughs> um, he certainly has done an awful lot of work um, for Cork. And there's this real kind of sincerity about them. I feel like, you know, I suppose, listen, when you're at the top of your game, you can, you know, the, the whole country is against you like realistically. But I think when it comes to Cork, like, and especially Matthew Toomey, like his aim is he just wants to go out and hurl and he wants to be performing at the best. Like, and I think that's, and his aim is always going to be Camogie and the girls that are around him and the girls that he's involved with. Yeah. You know, he's got, I just, the bench that he was able to pick on yesterday was just... It was crazy. Sick. Like, if you were to turn around and say, right, this year's starting 15, but I'm going to have Laura Hayes, Orla Cronin and Nashing Thompson on the bench. <laughs> I'd be terrified if I was on the starting 15, knowing that, right, I'm going to be hauled off here any minute because look at the three that are on the bench there. Like, it was crazy. Three, three former All-Ireland like, winners, like. Absolutely brilliant. Like, and three girls that realistically 
you know, could potentially set that will like you know apart from injury they apart from injuries yeah like and I suppose yeah. like you know probably you know we were talking to one of the guys from Cork FM um, yep on yesterday afternoon yesterday. Yep. and he was basically saying that you know like the, it's probably in it's injuries as to why they're not playing mm-hmm. he could he d- said he couldn't definitely see them starting but he's like they will play a part but you know, probably if the game was maybe a week or two down the line, they would be starting. And I suppose, like, when you've got you've got the girls that then they're starting, they know that they have to keep this jersey, they have to play to their full potential because you've got the likes of those three players that are ready to step in. Imagine the competition that's come up to that all Crazy. our semi final. It's yeah. going to be mad. It surely Crazy. is. Well, we've heard from the analysts, we've heard from the neutrals. Let's hear from the men themselves that was in charge of the team because, first of all, we are going to hear from Brian Dowling. And I caught up with him down underneath the Cusick stand after the game, and this is what he had to say. Brian Dowling, disappointment, you can see it etched in your face. Not the results that you were looking for today. Give us your overall thoughts after the final whistle. Look, we're heartbroken. Um, we came up here to win and to lose by a point. You know, I thought maybe we could have a free there at the end to go to extra time, but look, that's the way it goes. And just so proud of them girls in there now. Um, you know, they died with their boots on. You know, every time I've been involved, that's what we do. And, you know, I think the, the, the crowd really got behind him there in the last few minutes and we drove it on and it looked like the game was dead and buried with five minutes to go but they somehow found a way and we were the one pushing on pushing on pushing on but just couldn't get that equalising score and look fair play to Cork they deserved the victory in the end In the first half when you got the goal through Eva Prendergast you've said it to me before that you haven't pushed on from games and maybe put teams to bed earlier on did you find that after you scored the goal in the first half today? Yeah but today we were getting the chances you know the last couple of weeks we weren't getting the chances you know, we, missed, we said it at half time we missed some handy scores straight in front of the goal you know, and that's it's just been happening all year I can't put my finger on it but it was shooting practice the girls are shooting practice every single night in train before we even talk out or after we talk out and look it's, it's disappointing we missed them chances look Cork missed chances as well so we're not the only team to miss chances out there and um, look it's just bitterly disappointing now You went in at half time there wasn't much in there what were you saying to the girls at half time? Just to keep going and just look for to be more clinical in front of the post you know I just said we left scores behind us in the first half and we had to start taking them scores but we didn't do that like which was, which was disappointing but um, look it said just so proud them now for the way they said fighting and fighting you know and um, just like you know I think Denise Gall epitomises this team the character she showed there I don't know how she got in for that goal the composure she showed she's got five car players behind her but look she's been a huge leader and um, she's, she's wore that jersey with pride over a number of years as of all them girls Coming down the home straight she got to kick any second goal as well only put you two points in it towards the end were you thinking that you could get this game to extra time or even win it near the end? Well, definitely yeah look I believe in these girls over and over again it was once we got the goal it was definitely there for us and we, we had chances you know there was a drop ball there, Steffi had a chance maybe to pass Clarefield and she took the extra touch on her hand and stuff like that. And look, it was four minutes injury time, there was a minute, Cartling Cork took a free to go two minutes. So, you know, I thought it would have been better if I had to, uh, obviously better for us if had to be another minute added on. But um, look, I said it already, Corker, super team, Masha Toomey's a great manager, great respect for him. And um, look, we got we got probably lucky breaks last year. We thought the game was going away from us, so if we got the goal, and that's that's sport and it's, it's cruel when you lose. But I said, look, the one thing I said to these girls coming up to you know, in the meetings during the week and this morning was, look, just stay fighting for as long as you can whatever happens if we stay doing that that's all we can do and I can't ask him for any more You see it at the very end there you had a couple of words with John Jeremy do you want to elaborate did you feel maybe there was a late free that Kilkenny should have got it could have been a free but it was more disappointing with the injury time
to be honest. Like, you know, I save four minutes and then if it's a free and it takes a minute and a half to save the free, I think there should be another minute added on. That's the frustrating thing. And I think we were pushing at that stage and I thought maybe we kind of get a score. Look, I don't like to react like that. That's not what I do and I apologise for that. And look, I just frustrated, I suppose, because we wanted to win and I just felt that we've had to win the ball, we might have got another score. So it looks just a bit of frustration. I know it's a bit early after the final whistle and all, but where does this leave yourself and the Kenny team now? Jeez, oh, I don't know. Look, again, I take it one year at a time and reassess things, you know, my family and then the backroom team. And look, we'll have to sit down and, and take it up. Last couple of years, I suppose, I've been thinking about walking away. But I suppose last year, the, the welcome we got at the homecoming and all that kind of stuff, just I couldn't walk away from, from the lads and stuff like that. But look, we'll have to have a serious think now the next couple of weeks. And look, I'm there five years, I suppose. The girls are probably sick listening to me at this stage. And um, look, we've had great times. And unfortunately, you know, we've lost. I think that's our, our third championship match to lose since 2020. And we've lost them all by a point. So, do you know, that'll tell you how the consistency that these girls have shown and, um, do you know, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah, that was the thoughts of Brian Dowling there after the game and you can hear it in his voice that he really was dejected and as he said himself, he'll have to sit down and see how things are going after another disappointment but he has done so much for Camogie and for the girls as well, winning two All-Irons as well so that's no mean feat. On the other hand though, uh, a very nice man in Cork is named Matthew Toomey and I had a little extended chat with him. I mean, he was getting interview requests left right and centre um, but I managed to catch up with him underneath the tunnel as well in uh, the Cusick stand and he had told me before that he does listen to the podcast back earlier on in the league section when they came to Nolan Park and they came away with a very big victory over Kilkenny but he was gracious enough to give me an interview afterwards and this is what Matthew Toomey Cork manager had to say to myself afterwards Matthew Toomey, Cork manager. I suppose first motion that comes to your mind is relief. A huge battle between yourself and Kilkenny there in that All Ireland quarter final. Sum up the game for us. Relief is is totally the word. Um, the Kilkenny got a good start. We were very slow coming out of the traps again, which is disappointing. We showed good character, like, but um, we created a lot of goal chances. You know, our, our, our main asset there today was running at the you know the Kilkenny defence, but we just didn't finish. And we created goal chances, but we didn't finish it. And you you can't leave a team like Kilkenny. Um, you know, spacing into a game with five points up. I, I, you know, there's questions. Should we got two penalties? Um, but like we, we we didn't kill the game off, and you don't kill Kenny a chance when like you know Denise getting one ten is just ridiculous. Holding today, like again from her when she got the goal and with the crowd getting behind, we were kind of saying, look, are we in trouble here? But you know, we just held on. I, um, you know, it was, it was just about holding on. Then at the end, you had right battles all down through the years. There's only any time I think Kenny played here, there's only ever a point after being in it at the end of it. It's heartbreaking stuff. If you lose, it's great if you win them you've been on the receiving end of a couple of losses Kilkenny has been the same including today as well it's tough but you really dug out that victory as well like the second goal that you got um, was your number 8 one of the Sears McCarthy yeah. got yeah. it went through that Kilkenny defence and I mean Katrina was on the end of it you went ahead then 5-6 points I think up at that stage yeah. did you think to yourselves okay maybe we have it you know yeah. but like you say you didn't really push on from there no that's the, that's the problem with it like you know like like when we got that second goal, you, like yeah, definitely Kenny were in trouble. But as you say, we should have pushed on. Like we, we created a couple more chances, but we we had a couple of wides, but we weren't for goals where the points were open. Like we're just we were saying if we went seven or eight points up, then you can kind of start breeding a bit. But um, that was the disappointing factor of it. But like 
the respect we have for Kilkenny is huge. Like you know, myself and Brian and the rest of the Kilkenny management are great, and even see the Kilkenny with the Cork players afterwards. It, there's a fierce respect there, which is what I should be about. Like you know, yeah. Kilkenny are a fantastic team, and they can you know they're, they're not going anywhere. I, I would have been under no illusion about that. But um, you know, when, when you play them, like we could be flying in farm or Kilkenny could be flying in farm coming to the game of God goes out the window. It just comes down. You know, they struggled a bit over Tipperary last week. You know, I don't think they scored in the second third quarter of the game, but like we were under no illusion what they were going to bring today. Like and, and we we got a twofold and we just got the breaks today. You know, that, that's that's always in it. Coming down the home stretch, you were four points ahead. Denise Gall gets a ball, she buries it down on the Javin end, two points in it. She then gets a free immediately afterwards. One point in it coming into injury time. What are you thinking at that moment? I wouldn't like to say it because it's, <laughs> it's not PG, but yeah, I, I was I was very worried. As simple as that, because I was saying if we went into extra time, you know, obviously there's going to be more of a crowd here again for Kilkenny. Like I was saying, like, can we go again? You know, because we were there was a big effort put in the second half, but um, look, we just held out. That's that's the breaks of today. Like you know, like, you know, I know the, the goal last year in the All Ireland final was kind of a, a freak kind of a goal as well. As you said, the boy, look, Kilkenny got the breaks last time, but it's, it just seems like that. This is the break of a ball. That's all it is between us. It's not going to be an easy semi-final now, no matter who's left in it. Galway, Waterford, and Tipperary ourselves are joining him now as well. Yeah. How do you find that, or who do you prefer to get out of those three in the draw? Before none of them, but like you can see it, the writing's on the wall. It's going to be Cork and Galway. Like, you know, there's no question where our luck is at the moment. Like, it's, you know, getting Kilkenny today was a kind of a, a worry. Like, but look, all jokes aside, like any team that's going to cause each other. You know, like everyone's going to be worried about each other, like, and everyone will be probably confident beating each other as well. So, look, whoever it may be, we're, we're there. That's all we care about now at the moment. We're there, and we look forward to going to Nolan Park. Like, it's a beautiful hurling pitch, and we love going there. Obviously, preparations were hampered for you this morning as well on your way up to uh, to Crow Park. Here, did that have an effect on the girls? As you say, you were slow to start. Did that have a, a bearing on the the effect? Because you were a bit late getting here than when you should have. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Like I think we came in at the exact same time as Kilkenny. We actually beat them in the corner. So, like, we, we that was the race. We won first. Uh, no, look, 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 there was a bit of disruption. Someone was deceased, like so. That was more important than any hurling game. Um, no, like, like if, if we got beaten, like we couldn't have blamed the disruption. Like it was, look, we had to wait for buses, and, and you know we had to get a guard escort most of the way up because the traffic was very bad. Like, but you can use it. Like we had a laugh with it, you know. So we used it as a, as a distraction for a good sense rather than you know a, a worry. Like we always leave early just to be up in time. But um, luckily we we had time to spare today. But you know, fairness to the Camogie and the GA, the, the, the Quarvenor probably helped, helped us out more than it probably helped Kilkenny out but look you know that's I, 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 I wouldn't blame it on the slow start either because we, we did a warm up was perfect everything was perfect we had time to breathe in here so no it's early days as well it is only a quarter final you march on to the semi-final now you have some great leaders in that team a lot of them are knocking around they've had experience of all Ireland semi-finals etc where can Cork go this year? Um, look, having Ashley Thompson back on the field, Laura Crowan and Laura Hayes back on the field, like we, we didn't think we'd have Laura Hayes or Ashley this year, so we're um, we're happy enough. But look, there's there's a lot more improvement to be made. Look, whoever we get in the semi final, we, we wouldn't look past it. You know, to be honest with you. Matthew Toomey, congratulations, well done on the victory today, and thanks for having a chat with us. Thanks very much. I don't know, Matthew must be psychic because he said to me that. I think we'll get Galway in the semi-final and lo and behold who did they get? They got Galway. Right, I need to turn up my, mic or my headset a small little bit here. So the semi-final draw was done yesterday by the president of the Camogie Association Hilda Breslin from Crow Park and it did pair Galway versus Cork and Tipperary versus Waterford. And it will be Waterford versus Tipperary at 3.30pm in UPMC Nolan Park on the 22nd of July while Cork and Galway, repeat of the All-Ireland Final two years ago in 2021 
it's also a repeat of the league final with the last two years they're going to renew rivalries at half past five when was that to Martin the Tipperary in the All-Ireland seven years ago when were they in the All-Ireland last mm. You're asking me a good question now. Um, I'll have to check that one up for you. Uh, I, How I, dare I, you ask him a question he's not prepared for? I actually don't know. <laughs> How dare you, Paula? <laughs> Did you not get the questions that we're not we're only allowed to ask? I was just thinking off the top of my head. Like, no, she can't. But, uh, this, it's a long time. You know that boom phase when you had the Jewish yeah. Hughes and you Jovita Delaney and all them yes. playing? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's at that stage, they were the team to beat. Mm. They were like phenomenal. And I could, the physical strength of them, I remember seeing them and even up close, like, those players were so physically strong yeah. and mobile. Well, actually, this this is a point that was made earlier on because if you look at the so-called big three, right, um, the last time the Tipperary was in an All-Ireland final was 2006. Is that right? And do you think did the changing of the format of the Would draws right? have a big effect on everything? Do you think... In 17 years. Yeah. 2006. I'm just I'm just looking. Um, they were in the All-Ireland Final in 2005, 2006. They were runners-up in it. They won it in 2003. They won it in 2004. They won it in 2001. They were runners-up in 2002. They were there in 99 and they were there in 2000. So they won it in 99, 2000 and 2001. They were going for four in a row in 2002 and lost out. They won it then in 2003, 2004 and lost the final in 2005 and 2006. They haven't been seen in the All-Ireland final since. It's, it's 17 years ago since they played so in the All-Ireland final. So this is their opportunity final. to get to an All-Ireland final, really? Huge opportunity for, huge opportunity for both Tipperary and Washford, I think. You know? Yeah, yeah it's, that, like, again, you're going to have... Like there's a huge possibility that you're going to have two teams in an All Ireland final that were, that obviously weren't there last year. Like one of them certainly not going to be in there last year. Cork potentially have the, I suppose, have the capacity to go back and try and you know win what they lost last year. It is, and I know it's bad for us, but this is actually good for Camogie. It's great for Camogie because we, we need two correct. You know, so either Tipperary or Waterford, either one of the mm. two of them is going to make an All Ireland final this year. Yeah, after Walford being in a minor final earlier on in the year mm-hmm. against Cork, and like you're looking at, like you have to be fair to Tipperary, they were the on-form team in Group Two this year. They really were, like they were throwing up huge scores, huge score thrown up against Dublin, another big score thrown up against um, Wexford, and then the draw against Tipperary. You know, so you have to say like Tipperary are on form, and I think with the massive result, I suppose getting the monkey off the back, like they were in the All Ireland semi-final in Crow Park two, three years ago. Semi-final, they played Galway, Tipperary. Uh, Tipperary was in the semi-final last year. Because no, they weren't. Sorry, it was the year before, yeah. was it? Was it against Galway? Yeah, we played Galway last year in the semi-final mm. and Waterford played Cork. So it was the year before then because we played Cork mm-hmm. in the semi-final, correct? And yep. Galway was playing Tipperary. Um, and I suppose like probably getting a really good result in a victory over Antrim in the their quarter final on Saturday evening I think that would give them absolute that would give them huge momentum and focus that they can go to Crow Park and win as well in Crow Park I'm just trying to look that since where is Wexford in this so Wexford was in the All-Ireland final in 10, 11 and 12 Kilkenny were definitely in the All-Ireland Final in 2013. So, yeah, and since 2013, the final 
has been contested between Kilkenny, Galway and Cork. Mm -hmm. You're looking at 10 years since we've had a new team in an All-Ireland final. Yeah. It's it's going to be, it's like, it's going to be great. It is, it is. It's going to be, I think... I know who my money is on anyway, but I'm not saying live on air. I think it has blown the championship completely wide open and I think to be honest with you as you said it is really really good for Camogie as well and I think it has shown this year that the gap has really closed closing on those yeah top it's closing teams. so yeah. it is right I suppose the other thing to come out with before we move on to the intermediate game then at the weekend and then we're going to go to Paula because she was at the under 16s and obviously that was very much disappointment just the, the weekend but the protest um, and Donald O'Cusick and you heard me talking to Kate about this earlier on as well but I want to get you your take on it as well because obviously the protest has been escalated in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. we've seen it in UPMC in Orland Park we've seen it the last day as well in the All-Ireland uh, the la- sorry the last round games it was um, yeah it was the game in uh, Orland Park because it was against Tipperary so that was the first time they'd done it um, it was obviously out at the weekend between the LGFA etc now Okay, first of all, the game was delayed by 15 minutes because what happened on the train tracks mm-hmm. um, on the way up the Cork had to get a bus. They had yeah. to get a Garda escort. So the game was put back 15 minutes. That was the start of it. They came out uh, with their jerseys. Well, Kilkenny came out with their jerseys and they also then had their T-shirts on the pitch. Yeah. They put the t shirt they were going straight for a picture. Correct. Yeah, so they put the T-shirts on them, um, which was great. Cork done the same thing. They mm-hmm. put the T-shirts on them. Then Cork went down the tunnel Mm-hmm. Uh, to take off the t-shirts off them Kilkenny stayed on the field mm-hmm. and took the t-shirts off on the middle of the field and then there was a bit of a delay car coming out as well but seemingly this was pre-planned <coughs> between the players yeah. and the GPA and we heard Kay Kelly talking about this already that it was optional for the players to go into the dressing room afterwards Cork decided to do it Kilkenny didn't decide to do it and the amount of abuse that Kilkenny players and the Kilkenny team have got online yeah. over the last 24 hours has been nothing short of horrendous and disgusting for mm. a team who has given so much over the last number of years to the reigning All-Ireland champions they probably be to the front of the protest yeah. which they have been but I think what has been levelled at all of those players in something that was pre-planned and pre-agreed with the body that's supposedly starting the process or representing all of the players in this protest I think it's nothing short of a disgrace yeah and I think the GPA were very very fast to come out and basically kind of squash um, maybe the comments I suppose that had been said they came out and they said like the headlines that they'd seen maybe on some of the tweets or some of the articles that had been posted on Twitter were completely inaccurate um, you, the player teams had the option they could go into the dressing room or they could stay on the pitch Kilkenny <coughs> decided to stay on the pitch they were still wearing their t-shirts while Correct. in the huddle on yeah. the pitch it's not as if they didn't put their t-shirts on they were still wearing the t-shirts as well they just decided to stay on the pitch I understand they're doing the protest but we also have to remember there was an All-Ireland quarter-final at stake here. Correct. Players are going to be focused on that. Cork probably decided to go in and have a chat amongst themselves inside in the dressing room whereas the Kilkenny players prefer to stay outside. It's like when you go to any match. So players might come out, they might do their warm-up and they might go back in then put on their jerseys and come back out. Other players might get togged off straight away and come out and then do their warm-up. That was a decision that they they made. By no means were they kind of you Being know, disrespectful or anything. Or anything. Yeah, yeah. Saying like, no, we're not doing this. They were wearing the t-shirts they were in the huddle and to be honest with you 
they probably got a lot more um, attention from the media by staying on the pitch because the, <laughs> the televisions were so focused on them going around and you could clearly see United for Equality yep. on all the t-shirts. So it was actually making people talk. So some people saying like, oh, they're not United or not this, that and the other. They actually probably did more, more for the cause yeah, yeah. than I think. They stood on pitch because they want. They were being seen. And listen, and I'm not saying anything about Cork went in. No, like, no. That was it. Like it's every team's, uh, it's every team's decision on what they want to do. Cork went into the dressing room. That's they felt. That Everyone was best does for it them. differently. Yeah. Kenny stayed on the pitch. That's what they felt was best for them. At the end of the day, it was an All Ireland quarter final. They have to remain focused in the game. And I think the backlash that Kilkenny after, I think it, 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 it is, it is disgraceful to be honest with you. But I'm so glad the GPA. Um, were quick to nip it in the bud basically and say this is completely inaccurate state of the fact of exactly what it was um, because I heard there were some things maybe said on the Sunday game as well don't look you before the match it. started as well because like, I think there was probably a lot I of think, confusion I, I think Joanne Cantwell made a couple of comments if I'm not mistaken on yeah. it when they were in it and they might have been a, a little bit of ill-advised etc because yeah. that was put onto the, the online as well which which is, are, listen, listen which is fine they were, correct. Probably only, they were probably commenting on what they've seen yeah. at that moment in time yeah Right, that brings us on to the other weekend's game because there was a game in FBD Semple Stadium in Thurles. It was the intermediate quarterfinals that was taking place in it. And Kilkenny was up against old rival Wexford. They met in the Leinster semi-final. There was a 12-13 points margin in it. It wasn't 12-13 points and... I have to be blunt and this is no disrespect to any of the players at all at all. But the match was terrible. Oh, sweet mother of God, the match was terrible. Now, I don't mean any disrespect to any of the players, right? Because, let's be fair, Kikenny had a long break, right? They haven't had a game since the 10th of June in it. You could see that they were rusty. But if you're a neutral and you're going to a match and you're looking to see a spectacle, you didn't get one. Now, I know Shem Kelly and the players are going to say, I don't care how entertaining the game was, our main job was to win an All-Ireland quarterfinal to get into the All-Ireland semi-final mm-hmm. job accomplished we're there we're playing Derry now in the semi-final don't care how we got there I'll be devil's advocate and say that can happen sometimes when you're dealing with a match that there's so much on the line mm. right like in all honesty it was going to be we saw earlier on in the season like I mean what's the game one point win in the league wasn't it in the first game yeah yeah, oh, the one in Wexford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the one point in it. Yeah. Now, to be fair on that one as well, I can understand that result because Jem had tried to change, which he did do most of the teams around in all of the league games to see where his best players was. So the team that played the game previous wasn't the team that played against Wexford, and there were new players in it, so it was close. Yeah, yeah. but you can have that when there's a lot on the line. You know yourself if you're playing a match, matches can be just crap. It's a dogfight, but. In all honesty, I think Kilkenny may not be happy with their display, but they'll be happy with their win. Oh, I think so. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, definitely, like I mean, the main objective there is should, to get there's to a lot more hurling in that team, yeah. you know. And and I suppose it's a, it's about whether you let opposition whether you let the opposition draw you into a dogfight or whether you stick to your, the normal hurling mantra. Mm. Like I mean, again, I got to watch it online. I thought a lot of the play was coming down the centre. Didn't suit our teams. We need to. I know. I was up with the boys from Entry and Darren Kelly as well. I think I was the comedian that was up there at the time that they were commenting on the the state of play that was going on. In it. I won't it say. Just, what, did, I won't it, say what I said like, at I mean, the time. You have to remember as well, players. No player goes out. Not any player ever goes out to play a bad game. But sometimes no. 
the occasion. Look, thing, things don't work out. The yeah, shots these, don't these work happen. out. Things but go it was, wide. It was, it was a really hard match it to was. watch. Yeah, we'll be honest was, it was. Like, there's no point. But look, as we said, the result is all that matters in it. Now, while the game itself may not have been brilliant up until the 57th minute of the game, the last three to four minutes God, was just bloody spectacular. I thought I was going to extra time. I was there. Yes! I was dreading it. I'm not going to lie. No, I, that, I was, that was part I of my comedian's uh, sketch. I was dreading that it was going to go to extra yeah. time because I don't physically think... And, and again... Where I'm not being cruel you could clearly see that there was five weeks of non-competitive hurling like now when I say non-competitive they were obviously doing games in between training but like you can't beat that bit of competitiveness no. um, you could clearly see that and I said it to Lillian and Claude I was like if I, I can't I, I can't sit here if this we're going to get killed for this but like the the quality of the game and I think Seamus Kelly will openly admit it himself the quality of the game was not good. I mean, if you look at the Meath and Cork game, mm. okay, beforehand, that was a cracking game of Camogie. I mean, Aoife Minogue put a display on for Meath in the centre of the field that would grace any game in Crow Park at the weekend. She was that good. It was it was brilliant to watch. It, it had everything. It had skill. It had drama. You know, there was plenty of goals in it. There was lots of chewing and froing to see who was going to win it. Can I ask, why was there such a gap in between? Because Kildare had pulled out of the of the. You mean you mean group. the 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 fixture wise and yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you see, Kildare was in the group that Kilkenny was supposed to be in. So the way that it worked out was. So that means it is basically everybody was supposed everybody to be was down a match. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So that's Forgot why. That, yeah, that's why Kilkenny had the first three games in it, and then they had no game afterwards. And the other teams, then there was only some of the teams playing. There was only two teams playing with say one weekend after the other. So but rather than we drawing it, etc., that's the way it was left. Well, the positive is that they got the quarter yes. final and got yeah. over the quarter final. Like, I think. I think Kilkenny, they needed that match. Yeah, like they haven't had their. Last oh, they had to have. They had to. I mean, could you imagine being pulled out of the hat? in an All-Ireland semi-final and not playing a match from the 10th of June until the 22nd of July. Mm. I think they're blessed. And do you know what? Derry are going to... Derry are kind of nearly in that situation now. Like, I'm just having a quick look here. The last time Derry played a game... They played the match, didn't they? The 24th of June. 24th of June. Yeah. So, like, literally, it's going to be... So, they're nearly four weeks before, yeah. you can see, like, Kilkenny definitely, like, they... Like, okay. And I, I think, like, I think, let's be fair, like, people can give out if they want to give out, but I think the girls know themselves that... They got out of that game with a victory. We were all expecting. But this is not being critical win. of the, no, the players not. or the girls. It it's it's critical of the match itself and the quality yeah. of the match. But like, I think we have to remember, like Kilkenny now have got that game off of their back. Correct. It wasn't pretty by any means. It doesn't matter. No. They've got the win. They march onto an All Ireland semi final. The only team in Kilkenny Camogie living with hopes of still standing to, still yeah. standing and hopefully getting to but let's be fair now there was some shining lights in that yep. game as well I mean Laura Green got player of the match she yep. was very very good four points from play yeah I mean Afton Grace tried um, you know she got a couple of frees didn't miss a couple of frees then Ellen as Gunner well Ellen coming onto the pitch you know but the bench certainly made the mm. difference because Ellen Gunner came onto the pitch uh, Emma Mulhall came onto the pitch as yep. subs and they changed the game a bit because Kilkenny seemed to have a bit of a focal point that was up there then and they were getting the scores and they got the scores when it mattered yeah. and that's the important thing the result no matter as I said before how it came mm-hmm. how ugly or how 
bad a match was it doesn't matter it's the score at the end of the day that matters yeah. Wexford lost by two points they will be very bitterly disappointed I think that they lost the game because mm-hmm. it was probably they are for the takings yeah. they only played a game Kikenny, yeah, Kikenny are not going to care they're in the semi-final now they're going to be playing against Jerry. it is on the 22nd of July. My right? 22nd yeah, of July. Yeah, I was had to think of what date I had. But anyway, I caught up with both uh, Seamus Kelly, who is the Kilkenny C Intermediate Manager, and player of the match, Laura Green. And I'm going to start with Laura first, because she was only after being awarded player of the match. And here's what Laura had to say. Laura Green, is that a case of job done um, it was harem scarem there for long periods at that time but you got the job done in the end won by two points and you're now in the All-Ireland semi-final give us your overall thoughts on how the game went look I suppose we came out we knew it was going to be a tough game it's an All-Ireland quarter final we've met Wexford twice this year and we got over the line both those times and let's finally with a good win against them but championship hurling is just different you know like you're coming out in the quarter final no team is going to let us win by 14 points it was a tough battle the whole way from the start we were slow to start we weren't up scored two points in the first 20 minutes I think you know like we were under pressure but I suppose we got over the line and the likes of Ellen Gunner stepping up there at the end is brilliant to see she tipped the one over for us and we got out the gap thank God For any neutrals they probably say it wasn't the best game in the world either you're not going to care what way a game is won in this case or lost if it had to be but you did win and you really dug in and it shows the character of this team because you haven't had a game since the 10th of June with the way the draw worked out with Kildare pulling out of the competition it's a long time to wait for a quarter final because you had your three games played early did that hamper your preparations coming in do you think I suppose it was very hard like we went straight from the league to the league final to the replay then we had, I think we had one week off we went straight into Leinster then um, and then we went into three weeks of championship and then we had that month off like it's not easy on any team to be focused and then to keep that focus going for training for four weeks without a like proper match but I suppose we did get through it thank God and it's a tough battle here today but we got over the line you're now in an All-Ireland semi-final. The draw is going to be done later on this evening. Derry, Meath and Westmeath await in that draw. You saw Meath playing some of their match here against Cork. They won that game as well. They're not going to get any easier from now on, sure or not? No, I suppose when you get to this stage, you're not going to have any easy matches. Like We're the last second team that with the senior and intermediate county team left in the competition, which is brilliant. Like We are going to be up against the best now of the intermediate. And that's what you want. You want to be playing the best of each other, all the other counties. So... We look forward to playing the other teams now and look forward to the draw. And you picked up the player of the match as well after the game as well for your outstanding achievement and your play out there today. Happy enough with your own performance as well? Yeah, look, happy enough. We kept ticking over and just got a few scores. So happy enough to just keep it going for the girls and driving on that encouragement and stuff. It's very important. And the girls tomorrow now, obviously, against Cork in their senior semi-final as well. All the girls heading up now to give their bit of support and try and get them over the line into their semi-final. Yeah, look, it'll be a tough day out again tomorrow, but I'm sure if the girls just battle battle it out and work hard, they'll come out the other side of it, hopefully. Laura Green, congratulations. Well done into the All-Ireland semi-final. Lovely. Thanks very much, Martin. That was Laura Green, player of the game from the intermediate quarter final from Simple Stadium last weekend. And I caught up with a happy Seamus Kelly. Happy with the result, maybe not happy with the performance, or was he? Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Shem Kelly, I'd say your overriding emotion is relief after that quarter final against Wexford. You pulled it out of the bag there towards the last two and a half minutes, you could say, winning by two points. 
11 points to 9 I think was the final score coming out of it your overall thoughts because you're through to the semi-final first of all yeah look today I suppose we came down to get the results and we, we got in the very very end and I, I 100% agree with you it, it's more sort of feeling of relief than anything I don't think we played to our potential today and that's not taken away from Wexford because I think they have come on a hell of a lot since we played them in the Leicester semi-final and it's the one thing I was coaching to the girls this week that when you get to this stage of a competition when it's knockout and there's something on the line now teams are going to rise for game and Wexford rose for, for game brilliantly today and they hurled very very well Tr- through the game our touch wasn't there our striking wasn't there we were giving away a lot of stupid frees you know frees were getting brought up for indiscipline things like that and we have to go away and really learn from that but in the end what I'll say about the girls said all year that there is character in this team that even when our backs were to the wall and it looked like the game was slipping away on us you know you bring in Malhal off the bench and she hit a fantastic point and Ellen Gunner standing over an important free at the end and then to back it up she backed it up with a second shot to get two points ahead you know it's it's one thing this girl that did that, that girl has is massive character and this group has but you know what we move on to an all Ireland semi-final these games are for winning we're into the last four which is a fantastic achievement for a team that reached the league final won an interprovincial title or a Leinster title this year and hopefully we can go one step further in two weeks time I was just talking to Laura Green there a short time ago she got the player of the match and preparations coming into this game probably weren't the best because Kildare pulled out of the championship they were in year group so the draw and the fixtures that was rejigged meant he had three early games and no game now since the 10th of June has that really hampered preparations coming into because you could see that the girls were very rusty with their even their four touch especially in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game yeah no I, I, I do think it, 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 there's a factor in it if you look at our season so far we played say five six league games a week break three Leinster games three championship games one after the other and as we played each week our momentum grew and then all of a sudden it stopped and then there was a gap of that three or four weeks and Kildare pulling out of it probably didn't really help things but look it is what it is and as much as we get in-house games and get you know get our seniors to play and stuff it'll never you know mimic what it is to play in a championship game but the one thing today will do for us it'll bring us back down to earth to realise that this is what championship is now and if we don't hit the ground running the minute the ball is thrown in for that 60 minutes your season is over and for some girls it may be the last time they wear a Kilkenny jersey you know what I mean and you have to understand that it comes down to the fine lines fine margins now at this time of the year Did you cause yourselves problems in that game because you had an awful lot of possession in the first half didn't convert them okay the Wexford cornerback was outstanding she got a couple of great blocks in and then you were going for long periods of time 10 14 minutes without scoring as well you got the last couple of points as you say your backs were to the wall but could you really have had this game over before your backs were to the wall for the last couple of minutes oh no I agree I think I think we have we had opportunities to 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 get ahead like our backs in midfield I thought done what they could today to mount the ball that they had to hurl our forwards and they know it themselves they did not click today and even though when the ball was going in it wasn't we weren't getting a return on our investment for ball going in and that's something we're going to have to address over the next two weeks you know we were our, our own worst enemy for most of the game today and maybe the last eight minutes is when it finally you know came our way and after Ellen got the free we pushed on Laura Green had a fantastic point before the free as well you know to, to level it you know but we can't depend on the last eight or ten minutes of a game to try to win it we have to hit the ground run from the start they're not going to get any easier as I said to Laura earlier as well and you're now in the pot for the draw later on at half seven Derry West Meath and Meath you saw some of the Meath game earlier on they bet Cork as well in their quarter final first of all it's great to be in a semi-final for this bunch of girls we're the only county I think with the, the two teams that is left in both senior and intermediate which is a fantastic achievement for the county itself 
but semi-finals are there to be won does it matter who you get in the draw now? No look at this stage you know it's you know you're going to meet them at some stage anyway if you if, if you get through but we have to remember that Derry Westmead Mead they're all their senior teams in each of their counties and they have strong ambitions to become senior in their county teams you know and the fact that we're the second team like even if we win all and we're not going to move up the ranks you know so they're going to come they have ambition those teams those counties they have drive to want to get up that ladder and I suppose we're the ones trying to stop them you know and you know it's it's going to be a massive challenge Derry have senior experience Mead have been going well all year and the last couple of years too and Westmead have got great experience doing all in the finals in Croke Park you know so look whether we get in the draw it's going to be short of the wheel and you know we'll have to wait and see I suppose you know so you have two weeks now to prepare for that game we're back here again in a fortnight's time depending on who that's going to be it's on the same day as the seniors which is probably a bit disappointing in that regard that the, the support is going to be split but still it's great that it's possibly you know that our seniors could be in the, the <coughs> semi-final on the 22nd and you have your semi-final then on the 22nd as well but how hard is it to try and keep the, the panels motivated between because you have a lot of girls that's jumping from your intermediate to the seniors over the last couple of weeks how hard is it to try and settle a team down especially for training as well yeah look if all going well tomorrow that's going to be a great complaint to have and it's going to be a great complaint for me and Brian to, to work out and I think this year like, when Brian Ryan would come in I think there's been a good relationship between himself and himself that we've been able to do our best it's not perfect but we've done our best to try and create a nice cohesion between the two groups and try to manage the girls that are up and down as best we can um, obviously if you get to the semi-final there's going to be split decisions on who goes where but I would rather both teams are in all Ireland semi-finals and we have that problem I would rather see Kilkenny you know hopefully the 5th 6th of August two teams in Crow Park competing for, for, for the title and, and both teams walking up the Hogan stand you know so I, you know what we'll cross that bridge when it comes and I hope I hope I have to cross that bridge to be honest with you Martin So do we all Shem Kelly congratulations into the All-Ireland semi-final in a fortnight's time well done to yourself and Kilkenny and we look forward to the journey ahead in the next two weeks Thanks very much Martin thanks for your support all through the year as well I tell you one thing, I have real comedians here in this podcast studio this evening trying to turn me in such a way that my stomach is turning here at the minute. You should be ashamed of yourself, the three of you. What, what do I have to put up with here at all? And I'm trying to listen to poor Shem Kelly there. Are you all right over there at all, are you? I mean, can, 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 I, can I bring you in there? I mean, Paul Down is choking on polos over there. I know it'll be more than something polos in a minute, I can tell you. Right, anyway, you're after hearing from Shem Kelly, you're after hearing from Laura Green. It is going to be the Intermediates taking on Derry in a couple of weeks' time in the Intermediate All-Ireland semi-final, which will be taking place in FBD Semple Stadium, which means we're conflicted. Cause we're, uh, don't know. I was um, trying to find out earlier on. I think we're the first game on, but I can't say about the time yet. There's potential to be one or half one potentially, but that's not confirmed, so we don't know yet. And we don't know whether we're going to be broadcasting it or not, and that's why we're conflicted, because we're supposed to be in Nolan Park and helping out Bridget and Jill and the gang there for the All-Ireland semi-finals. And if I don't turn up in Nolan Park, Jill and Bridget, if you're listening, there will be no cake. <laughs> that's definite. I.E. have Kilkenny playing at one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that still wouldn't matter. I wouldn't get back to Thurless in time or from Thurless anyway to, uh, to UPMC Nolan Park. But anyway, look, whatever way it is, we will... Um, Actually, we can get a guard escort for you. Or helicopter. I remember seeing a team get a guard escort to Thurless last year, didn't we? We did. And I, did I, know, I know a player who got a helicopter. So do I. Yeah. It's the same player. Yeah. yeah. We won't mention her now because she'd be highly embarrassed if we did. I certainly didn't get a helicopter. 
I don't think Bridget Ryan's budget will come to a helicopter either to get us from Turles to anyway Turles is a grand venue and which look we'll play it by ear anyway one way or another there will be cake don't worry we'll, we'll have it left in the fridge tree or maybe we will I don't know I need to talk about something else to put my mind off what you just had been talking about here in the studio God help me how do I put up with these things at all at all Um Right, Pogfather Leinster Pogfather finals took place at the weekend up on nine stones and sure, I mean we have to talk to herself because I know the under sixteens, yeah. Um you had Anise taking part in the Pogfather finals up on nine stones on Mount Leinster. Yeah, we had Rachel Downs doing for the senior. We had Rachel in for the senior and as well, yeah. Then was doing it for the under sixteens. So both of them came fifth. But it was like very breezy. Oh, very windy up there, yeah. Um, it doesn't prepare you after going around, even though Gordon is lovely situation for doing for Kilkenny. But then it's totally different. Completely different. Yeah. And it depends on where your footing is. Um, I was talking to Rachel's mum and she said it was actually quite funny. She says at one stage she says we spent about like 15 minutes trying to find the slitter as well. <laughs> like, you know, it's just... That's why you have to have different. the spotters with you. Completely different. If you get a good hound dog now or something in it and sniff out the ball, you know, you get it quicker. You could, you could. See, it works both ways. I can, oh, yeah, I can turn, I, I, I can, I can turn it around a different okay way as well. But, um, um, yeah, anyway, right. Great. I think um, winners for under sixteen was. Uh, Leash won the under sixteen. Um, I think Carlo and Dublin, if I'm not mistaken, mm. if that's the way it was worked, and. Indeed. In the senior, then it was the Dublin or Wexford. Linda Kenny is going to kill me because I know that she put up the result. Hang on now. Um, she did send me the result earlier on. She listens to the podcast as well. Sorry, Linda. I'm um, I have too much going on this evening. So let's see where we are. Here's the last one from Dublin. Was first. So Dublin won the senior. Yeah, keep going. Michelle Nolan from Carlow was Carlo was second. And Lauren Carroll from Wexford was third. And Wexford was third. So that's the way the senior was. So Dublin, Carlow and Wexford. So well done. However, we did have a bit more look in the GEA. So we want to congratulate Matt Kenny, who was the winner of the senior uh, Father finals. Um, and he will now go on to represent Kilkenny in the All-Ireland venue above in the Cooley Mountains. Wait. Along with his clubmate, Killian Phelan, who won it last year. The Battle of the Clara Players. And Can then Callum Lawler won the under-16 as well. Yeah. Just going to get that from the Emeralds GEA club. So Callum will be uh, yeah, taking part in that for Kilkenny as well. So well done to our count- male counterparts. They're keeping the flag for Kilkenny flying. Talking about flying a flag for Kilkenny, the under-16s aren't flying us this year into the All-Ireland knockout stages because they finished fifth in the group after a thrilling game against Wexford. One point in it in the end. 3-4 to 1-11. But when you win one championship game out of five, you're not going to qualify for an All-Ireland series. That's the way it happened to be. But you were at the game, so give us a rundown. How did it go? First half, uh, Galway were playing with the ball. The running off of the shoulders was phenomenal. Um, number nine for Galway, Emma Barrett and Kira O'Brien from Davids. The two of them were really good, um, which we thought was interesting. Obviously, Galway were slightly worried about Kilkenny because they were playing with the wind and Galway were playing against it, is that um, they actually were playing a sweeper. And I couldn't understand why. You know, they were coming, they were through to a semi-final, they had nothing to lose, but obviously still they wanted to win the game. So they started playing with the sweeper, um, which was sort of, it took the girls a while to sort of get their head around it. They needed to play the ball down the wing. Now I have to say, 
Rachel Phelan from John Locke's Centre Black played a great game her reading of the game and you know what I love to see about her is her delivery of the ball you know as a forward you want every ball coming in roughly about chest height she floats the ball in at that height there's no big Gary Owens or anything like that and, and played really well uh, the second half a different Kilkenny team came out and they just the work rate was phenomenal even if things weren't going right they just kept on going kept on going kept on going and I suppose a little bit naive in some ways and again as I keep on saying because of under 16 and the age group that's in it they've missed out on a bit of camogie so a little bit of naivety you've to realise now you're not playing with your club and a lot of the girls say will be playing with their club I mean you know in the club they're the main person and they have to hurl yeah. and do whatever whereas now when you're with the county team you have to have faith in your players around you that they're of equal standard and you know just small things head up like um in a corner playing the ball back out to the D when you're in the forward line you know you know, just small things like that you know but um, look it was heart wrenching I think if they pulled the draw we would have qualified am I right? Uh, it depended on other results as well the way things are went but I think the fact that Wexford beat Limerick even a draw wouldn't have qualified for us for the semi-final you know, and that's that's very you know it's it's hard going. I suppose after last year, was last year? I can't remember. Yeah, last year they only had a few matches. Yeah, the the, the structure was completely changed. This and year, then this so. year you had like way more matches. And I think what's really a good thing is that with the under 15s this year, what they're doing is is that there's a lot more match based games. They still have their blitzes, but there's a big jump. Before it used to be all blitzes all the time. Do you know the way you're paying these 10, 15 minutes aside? Like they do and there the is a big 40s. difference in playing a, a blitz a big for step 10 up, or 15 minutes to go play up. in a half an hour game aside. And there's a big step up from that, like this year when they're doing, having to actually go out and actually play the whole 15 minutes aside. But like, I mean, there's some really good players there. There's a lot of potential there. And hopefully those girls will, will learn from this and move on and, and move on in... in and hopefully graces the Kilkenny pitch in the Kilkenny jersey again. Well, it will be nice. Unfortunately, it is the end of the road for the under-16s now. As we said, they did finish um, in fifth place in the table. It was just Limerick who finished underneath them on score difference. Kilkenny had a minus nine difference. Uh, Limerick had a minus 29. So just to give a rundown of the results very quickly from the weekend's games, it was in the last round of games in the under-16A Championship, Wexford 2-11, Limerick 1-6, Kilkenny 3-4, Galway 1-11 and Tipperary having a big win over Cork 3-14 to 1-12, which means after the tables was put together, Cork will play Wexford in the semi-final while Galway will take on Tipperary both of those on the 15th of July in Mallow GAA that is this Saturday coming um, so that is there our neighbours over in Carlow is playing in the B Championship and they had a very good win over Kerry at the weekend by two points um, the full round of results there was Kildare 518 Mayo 6 points Carlow 313 Kerry 48 now there was a belter of a game only two points in it in the end and in group B you had down 1-4 Derry 923 huge score put up there uh, while Westmead uh, bet me 4-8 to 1-9 which means that the cup semi-finals is going to be between Derry and Roscommon and Down and Kildare those games taking place at the weekend while in the Shields semi-finals Armagh have been drawn at home to Carlow while Kerry have been drawn at home to Westmeath uh, the cup final will take place on the 29th to the 30th of July with the Shield final also on that weekend as well so we wish Carlow the very best of luck in that game um, at the weekend 
weekend moving along to the C Championship then there was uh, wins for Tyrone 6-13-3-4 against Donegal while Cavan had a 5-8-1-6 victory over Wicklow which means that Louth is going to play Tyrone and Cavan play Donegal and that is in the Ryan C Championship while in the under 16A Shield there was games at the weekend as well. Leash and Antrim played out a cracker in cold GAA. It was a two-point victory there for Antrim, 5-13 to 5-11, while also Dublin and Offaly played out a thriller, one point in that one only, Dublin coming out on top, 3-12 to 3-11, while in the other game, Clare beat Waterford, I think it was, uh, yeah, the result there, 4-11 to 3-7, which means the semi-finals pairings is going to be Antrim versus Offaly and Clare versus Dublin. So a pity for Waterford losing out on that one there and Leash as well but only the top four teams. There wasn't much in it. Antrim though way out on top on that one. Right, we should have went down through the results of all the games but anyway, in the All-Ireland Senior Championship quarterfinals it was Antrim 6 points, Tipperary 3.23, Cork 2.14, Kilkenny 2.13 in the relegation semi-final which we didn't mention but a good win there Anya for Wexford in this one 116 to 15 points which means Down is now going to play Offaly in the relegation final and you did say that Offaly was going to probably get relegated this year do you still think that that's going to be the case? Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. uh, which we've already alluded to that the semi-finals then is going to be between Tipperary and Waterford and Cork and Galway and that is in the senior championship in the intermediate championship as we said two crackers of the games in FBD Semple Stadium Meath coming away with a six point victory over Cork 3-11 11 while that two point victory for Kilkenny 11 points to 9 over Wexford means that they are into the semi-finals while our neighbours in Carlo Peter Chap Clear had a very good win with Carlo as they retained their intermediate status 116 <coughs> to 17 victory over Dublin which means Dublin and Leash are going to partake in the relegation final and out of this one who did you mention did you think Dublin was going to get relegated out of this or did you say Leash was going to get relegated or who do you think is going to get relegated? She didn't have an opinion. Yeah, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> uh, who do I think is going to get relegated? Dublin or Leash? Uh, to be fair, I can only comment on Dublin because I've only seen Dublin this year. I haven't actually seen Leash at all. Um, and just on the performance from Dublin, I'll just go with Dublin. Okay. Semi-finals then, as we said, Meath and West Meath and Derry and Kilkenny, both of those games in FBD Semper Stadium on the 22nd. While moving along to the Glendimplex Premier Junior games, there was no games on apart from the quarterfinals. They were played on the 8th uh, of July which was indeed last weekend as well and there was victories for Ross Common over Limerick 13 points to 1-7 Clare had a big victory over Cavan 3-14 to 7 points which means that Tipperary is going to take on Ross Common Clare are going to take on Armagh both of those games taking place in Dunamore Ashburn in County Meath also on the 22nd of July so that is the Senior the Intermediate and the Premier Junior mm. games all on the 22nd of July so that is going to be a very 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 busy weekend and as we said previously UPMC Northern Park will host the under 16A uh, All-Ireland final it'll be a double header I don't know whether it's going to be with the A and the A shield or whether it's going to be with the A and the B finals but it is going to be a double header of under 16 finals on the 29th and we look forward to them as well 
Anya and Paula, my many thanks as usual for your participation and time this evening. I won't say for the laughs because God only knows what's coming up next. But anyway, your your entertainment has been welcomed this evening, you know. Thanks. You're very quiet. <laughs> Thanks. This is about to be the quietest you've been all night here, so I have to say. But anyway, no, it has been a pleasure as always having you here in the KCLR studios with me this evening to bring you episode number 23 of season four. Now, this also means that we are going to be moving into season five very, very soon because the draws for the club championship were was done at the county board meeting the other night. I haven't got them to hand, but we're going to keep that anyway until we come near to season five but we are putting out an SOS out to the clubs because we did say that we were looking to do something for the Come On Kind uh, team of the year later on so our plan after a very successful two years of the team of the year is we would like to ramp up the efforts for our players and do an all-star black toy affair on the first Friday I think it is in December um, so if you are interested or if you are a business that would like to get involved there is a couple of different ways that you can do there's a couple of different packages that's there we would really love to get some of the businesses on board with ourselves to make this possible to I suppose honour uh, 90 or thereabouts of our players on the night and call out the best 45 for each of the divisions so A, B and C we will have 45 of the best Camogie players within the county at senior intermediate and junior level and we are really hoping that this can come to fruition as much as possible so if you're out there and you are a business and you would like to get involved or help out in any way at all at all even a small donation if you want to put it into it if you can't go down the line of sponsoring this event we'd love to hear from you you can get in contact with us and you can get in contact with my station email here so it's martinquilty at kclr96fm.com and it's all one word so m-a-r-t-i-n-q-u-i-l-t-y at kclr96fm.com and we would be delighted to hear from you now something is after going on in the come on kind whatsapp group I'm not looking at that yet because I know I'm, by the faces on the three of these here in front of me that I'm going to start bursting out laughing or something and I'm not going to do that yet but I am going to sign off from this evening's podcast many thanks to <laughs> Paula Dowling you rip now I'm shutting you off so I am (laughs) oh my god right uh, that is it from ourselves here on come on kind on this uh, this evening of the 23rd episode of season 4 Anya say goodnight will you before I do something silly or that but anyway it is goodbye from myself and Anya we'll talk to you again next week enjoy your sport at the weekend have fun (laughs) And we'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye.